Welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. I pray that your day is blessed and I'm happy that you have tuned in to this podcast, to this episode, and to this testimony that you're going to hear shortly. And before we get into the testimony, I want to just read a scripture from Psalms. Um, and by the way, Psalms is like one of my favorite books in the Bible. And it's almost like, you know, like when I think about saying favorite books in the Bible, I feel like my my favorite book in the Bible can change depending on what season I'm in. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm today I'm saying Psalms is my favorite book in the Bible because I take delight in it. I take delight in the words that are shared here um, and I can relate to it so much. So um, I want to read Psalms 18. It's a snippet here. Um, and actually, when I'm reading this particular psalm, um, in the NIV version, it has a little summary of what it says um, in the beginning. And so it says, For the director of music of David, the servant of the Lord, he sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And so, yeah, for those who don't know, Saul persecuted um David, once the Lord removed, you know, his spirit from off of Saul and anointed David to be king, um, Saul then was uh, tormented and constantly trying to kill David, right? So that's the story. And you can read that more in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel um, in the Bible. But today, yeah, Psalms 18, I'm going to start with verse one. And it says this, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of the destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried out to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Amen. And that particular chapter, um, goes on for many, many verses, um, actually 50 verses, but it closes with this. And so I want to skip down to verse 46 and close with this. It says, the Lord lives, praise be to my rock, exalted be God, my savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man, you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. Amen. And so that scripture shows just how much God is so faithful to deliver us. He is so faithful to hear our cry. He is so faithful to help us when we cry out to him and we ask for help out of the places that we are resting. And so today's testimony definitely will share and show you that as Terry gives her testimony, you're going to hear her talking about 
how she cried out to the Lord in her time of distress and the Lord helped her out of her place of rest. He forgave her. He helped her to forgive herself. He helped her to stand back up and to know just how much he loves her and that he cares for her and he knows her and he sees her and he definitely will remain faithful to her until the end. And so I pray that you are blessed by today's testimony. So let's go ahead and get into it. Hey, you guys. So I want to give you a brief background on who Terry is before she comes with her testimony. So Terry Thrash was born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana, and she's a proud mother. She and her sister are co-owners of Creative Expressions Fitness Studio, where she's a fitness instructor and helps women from all walks of life. Terry is also an author who writes to encourage, empower, and inspire her readers through every vision God gives her. So here is Terry's testimony. So I was raised in a Christian home. Um, my mom and dad, my dad was a deacon and my mom was a deaconess. And um, I was in church all the time, went to vacation Bible school, Sunday school, and also um, church on Sundays, every Sunday. And so I grown to have a love for Jesus and I accepted him into my heart as a um, young child. Uh, I think I was around eight years old, maybe somewhere up in that area. And I just had this pure love for him at that time. And so um, when my grandparents, I, I was really close to my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, and my grandfather, me and my grandfather, I was his baby. And I, I believe I was one of his favorite grandchildren. <laughs> and so, so at the time, um, they ended up getting ill so I had to help take care of them and my um my my mother's sister my aunt she was married of course and had her own family and she lived kind of far off away from them from my grandparents so um my idea was I would help take care of them uh stay some nights over there and um you know just make sure that everything is good and so we agreed upon that and sometimes you know she'll come uh stay sometimes with me and just kind of teach me how to take care of them and all of that good stuff. And so at the time, um, and, and my mom, she she will stay sometimes as well. And we'll just kind of switch out from there. But sometimes I would be by myself on my own. And so uh, one night um, when I was there, and so this this is a life-changing experience. So that's, that's why I'm sharing this uh, testimony. But uh, my grandfather had gotten really really sick one night and all of a sudden I was sleeping on the couch and my grandmother was back in her room and so um I was asleep and I heard the phone ring and so when I picked up the phone my grandmother was on the phone so I was like what what are you doing because we're in the same household we have one line so I was trying to figure out why um how was her voice on the other end of it and so she said I was trying to call your mom because your your grandfather's back here he's having one of his spells and so I was like okay well I'm, I'm coming back there I'm gonna come see because you know it was kind of normal from time to time he'll have a, a spell uh which is like just kind of staring off into space and so that's what we called a spell or whatever and he was just kind of like having like a seizure maybe and so um when she told me that you know I had already learned how to deal with it and take care of it and all that good stuff so I ended up I, I ran to the back and I tried to see you know what was going on and and what was happening and so she was like yeah I was I was gonna call your mom because he's back here and he's really sick so he started throwing up though so that was a little different for me 
and uh he's never done that before and so I had called my mom and I was like uh mom uh papa is papa is really really sick and he's throwing up and I'm not sure what's happening and she said okay well go ahead and call 911 so that's what I did and so um I ended up I, I went back to the front but I tried to stay as calm as I could um and I was like praying, I, you know, I was like in my early teens then. So I, you know, I didn't really know what to do, but I was kind of panicking inside a little bit. But then I started praying and I was like, just stay calm, Terry. And I wanted to be calm for my grandmother and my grandfather because I know that they were going through this. So I tried to stay as calm as I could. And so what I did was I grabbed the Bible and decided to, uh, and this is what I did. I ran out of, I mean, not ran, but I walked from the room and then ran down the hall quickly grabbed the Bible and then ran back to their room. But I, when I got to the door, I started kind of walking so that she would know that I'm calm and, you know, I'm not panicking or anything like that. So I grabbed the Bible and I started, uh, you know, reading a scripture to them and it came from the 100 numbers of Psalms. And so uh, that was one of the scriptures that uh, my pastor at that time would always say that scripture before uh, preaching. So I decided to say that scripture and then I also did Psalms 23 which was very calming and relaxing but I at the time after I uh, was reading the scriptures and stuff and I was helping to clean them up and all of that good stuff I don't know how my mom made it there before the ambulance did but she did and um, when the ambulance did get there though they had told me they said um, they you know looked them over and they was about to try to do what it is that they needed to do but you know, all of a sudden the man realized, okay, ma'am, I'm sorry, this man is deceased. When I heard that, I was like, what, what does that mean? Even though I knew what it meant, but it's like, I was in denial. Like, what does that mean? And, you know, my grandfather was always so special to me. Uh, he treated me so well. My grandmother did too, but you know, I knew I was his favorite and, and he was my favorite person, one of my favorite people. And um, so that just devastated me. And so at that time, after I heard that, and I was like, no, that, that can't be, what, what does that mean? You know, and my mom was like, yeah, well, he, he's dead, Terry. And so I was like, oh, my God. And right then and there, you know, I had this love for God and this zeal, you know, for the word of God at a young age. And, you know, wanting to always know uh, about God. And I always ask questions and all of that good stuff. And at this point, I was like, okay, so... God allowed this to happen. So I ended up um, kind of walking away from God at that point. And my life just spiraled out of control. So I, I always wanted to, I had a heart to please God at a young age. But at that point, it's like I was angry with God. So I was like, you took my grandfather from me. And then I was like, I thought possibly was it my fault? Like, could I have, have done something to stop this? What could I have done differently to make it to where he didn't pass away that night, you know? So I was going through that, questioning things and trying to figure out why and all of this stuff. And um, so I ended up, I stopped going to school a lot. I would skip school a lot. And it got to a point where um, when I was in high school, the counselor ended up calling my father and was like, well, uh, we're going to have to do something about her missing so many days. So what do you want to do, you know? Uh, she can either drop out. That's what the counselor said to him. She could either drop out or you, the parents are going to get in trouble because she's missing so many days and she can't do that. So, um, and they didn't really know that I was skipping school and everything. So um, I ended up dropping out of school at that point. And I ended up getting pregnant and 
it just was just all kind of, I, I hung out with the wrong people. I was smoking. That was before the pregnancy though. But I had, you know, started hanging out with the wrong friends and going down a very dark path. I started smoking and uh, started having sex and ended up having a baby. And so at that point, it was like God had to bring me back to him. And he actually helped to bring me back to him through having a baby, through um, seeing her and wanting the best for her. And I was like, I want her to know God. I know that God is real. I, you know, I know how pure my heart was before all of this happened and how I really, really wanted to please him. And yet the enemy, you know, put it in my head. Well, God didn't love you. He wouldn't let this happen. And, you know, and just had me blaming myself for a, a lot of it. And I was like, okay, uh, God, I, and the whole time while I'm traveling down this dark path, the Holy Spirit is steady convicting me left and right. And I, I kept hearing the voice of God and he drew me back to him and he drew me back to him uh, through my child as, as well. Because I was like, I know that this isn't right. I want to do better. I want to live for God. I want to live a life pleasing unto him. And I want her to be able to see that. And I want her to know that God is real and that he's able to heal and deliver. I knew that God could do that. And he kept putting that in my spirit as I'm still traveling down that dark path. And he was like, healing is in him. But I was so focused on what I didn't have anymore. And, you know, all of just Satan will try to cloud your vision and just try to put all kind of things in your mind to make you believe all, you know, everything to try to get you off track with God. And so at that point, I surrendered to God and I laid prostrate at his feet and I just surrendered. I have a question. Yes. Leading up to the surrender, what was that day or what were those thoughts like um, that, you know, the Lord was putting inside of your heart to get you to consider like, you know what, let me just lay this, let me just lay before the Lord because this is just too much. Like talk to us about that, that process and what, what was happening there. He let me know that I could trust him. And actually it was like, going to scripture and just being at peace getting me to that point of acceptance that okay it did happen but it wasn't your fault it wasn't your fault it was in my will and so he got me to that point and the scripture uh the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit that right there did something to me and it changed my perspective it helped me to see things more clearly. And I felt the presence of God. And I knew that God is a healer. Jesus came for that moment. And even though I felt like I lost something, he gained something in heaven. So I had to really, he had to help me get that into perspective and come to terms with that. And, and what happened, so talk to us about the time when, so you said you just laid prostrate um, before the Lord. What was going on at that time? What was happening in the heart? What was the Lord doing for you? Healing. I poured out everything. I cried like crazy. I repented. I was um, just at his feet, repenting and just surrendering. And I was like, God, I don't want to be like this anymore. 
I, I have to forgive myself. And because I was so angry with God, I had to even forgive God because he, of course, he didn't do anything wrong. But in my mind, you know what I mean? Dealing with the anger uh, towards him. I had God, you're awesome. And I had to forgive myself for feeling anger towards him. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And then what continue on after that? So after that pro after that moment in time, what what would happen, you know, for you and your relationship with the Lord? He gave me a certain peace and I just began to start back studying his word. I started back going to church. Um, and I just started trying to live right, surrendering to the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me in all of my decisions. And um the Holy Spirit helped raise my daughter, to be honest. And she's an awesome young lady. But the Holy Spirit really did help me to do what it is that I needed to do. Uh, help me to walk in my purpose and in my calling. And to uh, live a, a life that is pleasing to Christ. And of course, I always fall short of his glory. But, you know, I repent, turn back to him. And, and step away from my sins. Amen. Yeah, for sure. And I love, I love that because, you know, um, I love the fact that you were saying that you just laid out for the Lord, you cried out for him and he restored you, you know, he brought to you, you know, the things that you had to repent for, you knew in your heart what those things were and what you were really holding there. And then the Lord just cleansed you um, from all of those things. So it's just a blessing to hear you know, the Lord redeeming you in that sense and bringing back the peace that you once had in your relationship with him. Considering that, um, what do you say to people, you know, who, who may feel guilty? Because I know sometimes we, we can feel guilty for certain things and many things, actually, when I think about it. Um, how do you, how do, do you talk to people at all about dealing with guilt or anything like this um, when it comes to your testimony? Yes, I do. Um, I mean, because we, we do feel guilty, but the thing of the matter is uh, Jesus came for our sins. He died for our sins, and we have to look to him and stop focusing on what we're doing wrong. Turn to him, lay it at his feet, and just surrender. And you have to surrender that guilt and that shame and because, you know, he, he bared it all for us. Yeah, amen. He definitely did. He definitely did. And um, do you think the surrender is like a daily thing? Do you think it's, you know, um, something that we do here and there? What do you think in terms of surrender? It's definitely constant. It's definitely constant because of the simple fact that we are human and we're going to make mistakes. Our minds are going to wander off of the path of Christ. So um, we have it has to be a daily thing to surrender. It really does. You you have to pray. You have to get in your word. You have to seek God um, in order to stay on track, in order to know him, first of all. And um, knowing him is the greatest gift of all. So just really surrendering every day. That's an everyday thing. It's a process. It's really almost, it can be moment by moment that we end up having to surrender. A thought comes in our head, we have to surrender those thoughts to him. 
Yeah. And when you surrender, how do you have faith to believe he's going to respond? Are you able to talk about that a little bit just for those who are listening to? Yeah. Um, with the surrender, I mean, with the um, having faith, you know, a lot of times we do deal with a lot of doubt. But what we need to do is um, think about the times that he already brought us through, that he we've already overcome so much. And so just think about those times when we try to lose faith, when our um, situations and circumstances try to take us off track in our faith. Think back to the times that God already healed. He already delivered and trust him that you're still, you know, in his will. So you, you have to continue to just trust him with it. And even though it looks bleak, it looks like, you know, it, it may not get right. You may not be able to overcome. You will be able to overcome. Just think about all that he's already done. He's faithful even when we're unfaithful. And so we have to always remember that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he he is always faithful. And um, I love the fact that you said recalling those times, um, you know, in, in, in past where he has shown his faithfulness. Um, I believe definitely that that will bring us to a place to where we see we can surrender. He's going to respond. Um, so praise God for that. Praise God. Any other words of encouragement for those who, um, you know, may may even be holding anger in their heart or anything, even against God in that sense? Anything, any other words of encouragement for those people? Learn to forgive. Like even those who may have hurt you, learn just as Christ forgave us. Always think about that. Always be willing to forgive. Uh, even yourself, uh, just always be willing and open to forgive and ask God to help you uh, through it. Like even if you is because forgiveness can be hard. And then when people try to, you know, somebody may do the same thing over and over and over again, but you still have to forgive. We're um, we're the ones who are in control of our actions. We're not in control of what someone else does to us, but we have to learn to forgive. We're in control of forgiving. And even if we're not in control, because sometimes we're not in control of forgiving, we have to surrender and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to forgive. And it may be a daily process in the uh, forgive, forgiveness and, and getting over anger. That, that could be a daily process. But once you overcome, once he brings you through it, keep praising him through it. Yeah. And no matter what, I would say trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding because, you know, we can lean on our own understanding trying to figure it all out when God already got it handled. So just lean on him and trust him. Amen. <laughs> yes, he does. It is already written in his book. And I, I praise the Lord for that piece. I praise the Lord for you sharing um, your story too, Terry, your testimony today. Um, it's been a blessing to hear, you know, because I, I love the fact that um, when you were calling out how the Lord used even your child um, to bring you back to a place of communion and fellowship with him in your relationship. And um, I've seen that many times too, where the Lord will use, you know, um, our children 
um, to bring, you know, us back to a place of intimacy with him. Um, yes. And you said that you, you said the Holy Spirit raised, raised your child um, just th- through your guidance and your leadership that you were offering. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yes. The, I, I surrendered to the Holy Spirit to help me uh, guide her in the will of God. Yeah, got it. Because I'm not the perfect parent. So, you know, I needed the Holy Spirit to help me raise her. Yeah. Praise God. Well, thank you, Terry, for sharing today. I really appreciate your time and just you being open and honest about your testimony as well. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to share. And I hope it blesses someone and encourages and empowers someone uh, to just turn to God always. Amen. I believe it will. Praise God. Praise God for that testimony, right? One of the things that it shared with me and showed me is just how much God is true to his word because his word says that if you draw near to him, he's going to draw near to you. And that's what he did for Terry. And so I pray that you're blessed. And if you were, let us know. You can reach out to me on mytestimonypodcast.com. You can reach out to us there on the form. You can just let us know your comments. We want to hear how this testimony bless you. If you have questions, if there's just something you want to share, go ahead and let us know there in the form and just interact with each other. Let's go ahead and continue to bask in the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And also if you want to interact with me on Instagram, you can do so at my testimony podcast. And if you want to share your testimony, you can reach out to me on either of those platforms, my website, or Instagram. And I will be happy to hear your testimony and share it here on the podcast for everyone else. And so until next time, I pray that the Lord continues to bless you and keep you.